Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Charles. And this is The Parallax Review. Welcome to episode six of the Parallax Review. Today, we're talking Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, and there are going to be like a ton of spoilers. I mean, like not even a ton. The whole thing is going to be spoilers. We're going to spoil everything. Yeah. Like turn back now if you don't want to find out that Rey is the granddaughter of Emperor Palpatine. Yep. And it might be too late for you, but get out of here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll be talking about that movie, um, but first, let's just talk about some of the other things we've seen this week or okay. prior weeks, however long we've been on a... I think two weeks. Sort of hiatus. It was not a hiatus at all. Yeah, it was. It was like a lazy pajama pants hiatus. Like, we were like, oh, yeah, we could record, <laughs> but we just want to lay around in our pajama pants and pretend that we're busy because of the holidays. I disagree. This is exactly on schedule. But, is it? Um, I don't know, but it's fine. I hope y'all are listening to this on Christmas. And if Aww. you are, which you're probably not, but if you are... I hope you're having a good Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate or don't celebrate. Mm -hmm. Just a good day. A good December 25th. Right. Do it to it. Ew. All right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. What? So we did plan on doing a episode on it was going to be a comparison between Wolf of Wall Street and Risky Business. Mm -hmm. The mid 80s Tom Cruise classic. Yeah. But we um, we ended up just watching the films and then using every excuse possible to not record them. So sorry we didn't talk about that at all. But we did watch the movies. Yeah, I will probably write something about it for the website, theparallaxreview.co. But yeah, we were just like, let's just save save the next episode for Star Wars. Yeah, and that we did. Um, This was my first time seeing Wolf of Wall Street, and I liked it quite a bit, actually. Yeah. I mean, like, hate liked it or whatever. Like, I was so, (laughs) like, I hated um, Jordan Belfort so much watching that movie. I was just like, wow, what a disgusting person. Yeah. I was, like, so baffled that people would come out of that movie thinking he was like real cool and that they want to emulate his life but then again like that was sort of part of the movie right yeah like when he um gets in trouble uh for doing that cd what like insider the ipo stuff pretty much everything he does is cd no the one where they published Oh, she just uh, wrote, role. yeah, she interviewed him, and he was like, oh, thanks. And she's like, yeah, I got all, everything I needed. And he thought it was a fine interview, and then the next day it comes out, and it's, like, tearing him apart right. and calling him But that just, Street. like, everybody just wanted to work for him. Yeah, that. like, there's that whole scene where he's like, oh, she wrote all this bad stuff, and people are going to be mad at me, and, like, whatever. And then 
tons of people wanted to work for him. Yeah. Like, it was just good publicity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That, it just, like, kept getting, like, worse and worse. Like, the part where he is driving that car oh on all God. the, uh, what are they called again? Um, the drugs he was doing. Oh, laudanum? No, quaaludes? quaaludes. Why did I say laudanum? That's from like fucking Sherlock Holmes or something. Yeah, That's like one that? of those not... old British book drugs. What the fuck? I have not like ever heard you that. You haven't? Oh my God. What the fuck Something's is Something's wrong with you. Like why? It's a tincture of opium containing approximately 10% powdered opium. Anyway, I feel like it's like an old school British thing. Well, you learn something new every day, I guess. Mm-hmm. That movie was good. Those two movies did have a lot in common in a weird way. Right? Yeah, the energy of the sort of white man being able to finagle and finesse his way into a lot of money illegally and sort of get away with it. And they both involved sex workers. So they're pretty much the same movie. Yeah, except not. But, um, man, I remember the first time I saw Risky Business was on the plane back from Japan in 2013. And Mm -hmm. that movie, like, I thought, like, it felt super dark to me when I watched it. And I was like, damn, Mm. this is a dark movie. And, like, is this, like, some critique of capitalism or something yeah but then like this time i watched it through and it didn't seem dark at all so i don't know what like if i was in a different headspace or something yeah like wait did you really watch it we watched it together no did i watch it separately from you yes and then we just talked i watched it it on the plane home from japan understood but then we didn't for the first watch time watch it together after that i don't think so i don't really remember so. i think that was the second time i've seen it hmm. i'm okay yeah i got i got a totally different vibe out of it it felt more like and maybe it was since we watched it after wolf of wall street mm-hmm. that it felt more like it was kind of either neutral or like not um making any kind of critique Mm-mm. yeah which, which is what i thought it was doing when i first saw it yeah which i found interesting because yeah when i first saw it i was like oh god this is a nightmare like it's a good movie that is sort of portraying a nightmare and i just thought the energy of i don't remember his character is sort of more innocent and naive than jordan belfort's but it's sort of coming from the same place. And I think they're both like a very indicative of capitalism. What? I don't think their energy is coming from the same place at all. Jordan Belford is very much like, I want to f- get paid and f- fuck the world. Sure. And I guess my theory. Other dude is just like, I can do kind of whatever I want and it's still fine. But it doesn't seem like he's malicious. No, and I guess my theory was that he is a type of person that turns into a Jordan Belfort. Maybe a type of person that could turn into a Jordan Belfort. Yeah, maybe he doesn't. Yeah. But he could. Sure, totally. Because I think the lesson he learned from 
his whole risky business escapade was, oh, I can do this stuff, make money, and, and not really have any consequences. Right. That makes like, sense. Like, I can smooth talk whatever my way out of the situation. Yeah. So, yeah. I It was definitely good to rewatch both of those. Wolf of Wall Street, that was my first time seeing it after seeing it in theaters so i hadn't seen it since 2013 i think is when it came out uh and i was prompted to rewatch it because the ringer rewatchables podcast did an episode on it and i was like oh man i remember all of this and i feel like i need to i need to see this again and i do like that movie and i think i forget that it's martin scorsese but probably one of my favorite martin scorsese movies yeah, it was really good. I liked it a lot. And I don't know if I could watch it again, though. It was just a lot. Yeah. It's a long movie, too. Yeah. But on the risky business side of things, mm-hmm. that Tangerine Dream soundtrack yeah. is so good. I was listening to that, like, a lot the next day. Oh, shoot. Yeah, it is good. And it was good with the backdrop setting of chicago yeah that's true yeah because it's set in chicago and like i think it came out in 83 it was like a i don't think it's tom cruise's first film it wasn't set in chicago right it was like the burbs burbs. yeah and they do go to the lake yeah i'm not sure if they're they were in the city right? no they're definitely in the city because you see not the wit but you see like a no, I mean Major when, they, Chicago when they're Hotel. at the lake. I can't oh. remember if that was when they were in the I have city no or idea. not. I don't know about I that. I just remember saying, I know that spot. Yeah. <laughs> Which it looks like a lot of spots along the lake, but. I love movies that take place in Chicago. Yeah, what the hell ever happened to that? Yeah. Everything's stupid New York and L.A. now. Yeah, well, that's where, that's where all the action is, baby. Yeah, but a lot of movies used to take place in Chicago. Yeah, well, Chicago's small time now. Well, we also watched Christmas Vacation over the pre-holiday <laughs> yeah. holiday. Yeah, the pre-holiday holiday. Yeah, I had a little family gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, we usually watch A Christmas Story, Ugh. but nobody was feeling it this year, so... Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we watch it every year. I, it's It's a fine movie. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. It's good. I like that movie. It is good, but I don't want to watch it all the time. Sure. But we watched Christmas Vacation, which is fun. It's entertaining. It's, it's funny. a movie. Right. I would say I don't... National Lampoon style of comedy is like one of my least favorite styles of comedy. Sure. So I, I went in sort of not really expecting much because I hadn't actually seen all of this movie because, again, I don't like National Lampoon and I really dislike Chevy Chase. I don't think he's funny at all. That's fair. Um, And he was also not funny in this movie, but the movie has like a friendly energy about it that I appreciated and I thought it was pretty successful. And I liked the weird neighbors in their weird house, their weird 80s house. Yeah. That was, uh, I can't remember the actor's name, uh, actress's name. Julia Louise Dreyfus yeah, or whatever. Elaine from Seinfeld. Yeah. And I don't know who Seinfeld. the guy was. I, I have no idea right? who he was. Other than that, we haven't been watching anything aside from hate watching The Mandalorian, which God. is just getting worse and worse by the second. Genuinely. Yeah, what? We're up to episode seven? Yeah, was seven the last one we watched? Yeah, and I think there's one more episode. 
Okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's just not getting any better. I apologize no. to anyone who really loves this show, but oh my god, I don't know how you can. The acting is just so bad, mm-hmm. and the the writing is just abysmal. I it's hard to get through, but yeah. I feel like I have to finish it. And the Baby Yoda of it all. Yeah, I mean, Baby Yoda can only go so far. I mean, I love Baby Yoda, but yeah. like he's holding the whole series up right now. And like, I agree. Like with the force. You yeah, know? like he's he's about ready to shake. faint. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not much to say about The Mandalorian. It's not a very inspired TV show, no. in my opinion. We did finish season two of The Office, though, and yes. God, I, that is such oh a good gosh, show. Oh my gosh, with Jim and Pam. Yeah, um, I wish I would have watched that more when it was out, but yeah. it's fine. I'm watching it now. Yeah, and, and it's, it's still good. good. It's just, yeah, it's still good. Like, it's so good that it makes you, like, forget how dumb John Krasinski is current day and probably was then she's saying it I am saying people you know we should get on our knees and beg the CIA for forgiveness and love because they dedicate their lives to saving us I don't know exactly Uh, what he said but it was basically like we should worship the CIA yeah he's like really (laughs) gung-ho about that he just seems like super basic yeah that is the word and that he's also in that stupid show what is it um not jack ryan yeah jack ryan wasn't tom cruise jack ryan too at one point wait really i don't know check it out Look i don't know because i don't watch modern day tom cruise movies i feel like uh several people have been jack ryan Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Oh, it's based on a Tom Clancy book. Yeah, it's one of those. So Jack Ryan is a TV show. Right. And... Was it never a movie with Tom Cruise? Oh, my God. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making this up. Jack Ryan, yes. It was. Jack Reacher. Oh, Jack Reacher what is, that? is Tom Cruise. I don't. Is that another? Is that just another Tom Clancy book? Um, Jack Reacher and Jack Ryan. I hope so. That is funny. I was totally getting them mixed up. Werner Herzog is in this. I hope so. So that's a movie. Jack Reacher is a movie. Right. Oh. So Jack Ryan is is just its own thing, huh? Yeah, and, I mean, based and on nobody the book. else has been Jack Ryan before. No, and Jack Reacher is <laughs> based on a Lee Child novel, which Who's is another that? like popular dude, pulp writer. Writer, yeah, whatever. Dudes that let like the CIA just write books under their name. Okay, let's not make these assumptions. God, I would rather be in hell than what like read a Tom Clancy book. That sounds so miserable. Wow, that's I mean. Depending on what hell's like. Unless hell is reading Tom Clancy books. I Maybe would, it is. I would just do one Tom Clancy book and not go to hell. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that is what hell is. And, Seems like And it. Christians just like hate Tom Clancy. Mm-mm. No. See, hell's just different for everybody, right? Oh, I see. So what else? So The Office, The Mandalorian. That's so that's it. all you've watched. I haven't watched. been watching anything. I've got... I've got a tab with my letterboxed activity open. And, okay, well, Six Underground is a movie 
the latest from uh, what's his face Transformer guy. What's his name? Michael Bay. Michael Bay. B-A-E. Not a, yeah, I was gonna say B A E. He is not Michael Bay. I don't like Michael Bay to begin with, but Six Underground was like something that I was seeing, and I think maybe I like intake too much Ringer content, and their movie taste is really strange. And they were excited about this movie, and so I was like, oh, maybe it'll be fun. Like they what? were like, it's wild. Why are people excited about any Michael Bay movie? Well, I think he did some good movies. Like Like Pearl Harbor or no. Transformers. No. So before that, what else did he do? He did Bad Boys, which I do like, oh, but you've never true. seen. He no, also did no. Armageddon, which yeah. I did like. He did Bad Boys too. I don't wanna close my eyes. Okay. That's all I remember. And he did The Island. Didn't you see that movie? Is that The Clones? Yeah. Oops. Well, spoilers for The Island. I don't care. Yeah, that was okay. So he's done that, those things. But other than that, no, I'm I'm not an action movie girl. Is he doing Bad Boys 3 uh, or whatever? Good question. Good cue. I don't, I don't think so. That's fine. Yeah. It is be fine. Like, that's the whole trailer yeah i mean no it's directed by (laughs) people whose names i cannot pronounce so not michael bay okay who has a pretty basic name well what's what else did you watch well i'm not done talking about six underground god so that movie's messy would not recommend it. It's on Netflix. It's really long. I have no idea what's going on in it. But Melanie Laurent is in it. She's French. She's cool. And she elevates the movie. Also, Dave Franco is at the beginning of this movie. And that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. The first 20 minutes, I will give it, are, are gripping. There's a lot going on. But it, it got me. And I was like, do I like this movie? And then it fell apart. But yeah, Ryan Reynolds is just being Deadpool. And When is Ryan Reynolds not that character? That's true. That is like all Ryan Reynolds is. Like Pikachu, Deadpool, Pikachu. Like, yeah. look, I like Ryan Reynolds. Sure. He's funny and good. It's just like he's a one trick pony, right? Yeah. But I don't hate him. Yeah. Like I Which said. Which is, uh, yeah. For some reason. I'll watch feel like I the should. pony do that trick. It's a good trick. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So Six Underground, not good. Wouldn't recommend. Moving on. I watched Drop Dead Gorgeous, which is from 1999. And I had heard of this movie, but like didn't realize that like a bunch of people that I like are in it. I'm just going to like list off the cast list because when everybody was flashing on the screen, I was like, this is incredible. So Kirsten Dunst, a fave, Denise Richards, who is brilliant in this movie, Amy Adams, Kirstie Alley, Allison Janney, um, Brittany Murphy, iconic. The cast list is so good and the movie itself is excellent. It's hilarious. It's 
amazing, very 90s, and genuinely funny. And, you know, Wisconsin or what is it? No, Minnesota. Minnesota accent. Wasn't it Minnesota? I think it was Minnesota. It was not Wisconsin. Anyway, excellent movie. And Charlie is almost over me listing out all of the movies that I've watched. So let me speed through the rest. Um, I watched The Age of Innocence, which is also a Martin Scorsese movie. Here, how about this? What? Name and thumbs up or thumbs down. Oh, my God. Flash. Ready? Three, two, one, go. I'm not rushing through this. Age of Innocence, thumbs middle. Yeah, I gave yeah. it three stars. That wasn't stars. one of the options. Um, last one. The Ghost Rider from 2010. The Nickelodeon show. Is that a... Nickelodeon Remember, show? wasn't there a Nickelodeon show called Ghost Rider? Ooh. And it was like some 3D blob that would float around. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what? what it did. I think did it help people write stuff or something. That's really scary. I don't and really that remember. sounds fucked up. I don't, I don't want to hear anything else about that. Oh, God. Um, I hope I didn't just make that up. This is a who directed thumbs up, the thumbs Ghost down. Rider. Hold on. Oh, it's a Roman Polanski movie from 2010. Thumbs middle. Oh god. I gave it two and a half stars. Ewan McGregor, Pierce Brosnan, who just said that Trump has done a lot of good for the economy. Um, so that's where he's at <laughs> he in would 2019. Say that. Yeah. Um, but Ewan McGregor was he's, good. He doesn't even live here, does he? I don't know anything about Pierce Brosnan. I don't care. He, he was in Lawnmower the good, Man. He was in the Lawnmower Man. Yeah, he has no right to talk. I hope that we talk about Lawnmower Man in every single episode. Okay. Man. That's it. I, didn't, I certainly didn't watch anything else because you know me. I do. You barely have time for me to list off what I did watch. Hmm. And I probably won't be watching anything else after this movie. Okay. He. Mm. Look, Star Wars. Star Wars. Hmm. Okay, so let's just start off. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. So let's get started. This movie stars Adam Driver as Kylo Ren, Daisy Ridley as Rey, Rey Skywalker. Ugh. John Boyega is Finn. Oscar Isaac is Poe Dameron. Mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher posthumously as Leia Organa. Mm-hmm. Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. Naomi Aki as Jana. Domino Gleason as Bib Fortuna. Jesus. Richard E. Grant as Malakili. Okay. Lupita Nyong'o as Salacious Crumb. Who the... Carrie Russell as Grand Admiral Thrawn. No. And Junus Suatomo as Donkey Kong. No, this is this is a disgrace. Yeah, what do you Donkey Kong? He wasn't in this movie. What are you talking about? He blew up in the ship. Remember when Rick and then they brought him him but didn't kill him? But didn't kill him, yeah, because this movie has no balls to have any stakes. Oh god. Uh. Okay. Okay. Sorry. We're going to... We'll get through this. No, we will get we'll through, get through it. this. So this movie has a... Currently, 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yesterday, before we saw it, it had 58%. But the audience score is 86%. Wow. It seems like everybody online hates it. 
Correct. And I, I, well, I want to say, I think critics are more vocal about their hatred of it. And maybe the audience is like, well, I'm used to getting fed mediocre movies a la marvel et al disney it's all disney yeah i mean disney fuck me up is that that's what they're asking for and that's what they're getting (laughs) it's like disney fuck my shit up like that meme of that dude with that terrible haircut (laughs) that is one of my favorite memes (laughs) i love it so good just you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah yeah, I don't. Okay, I would hesitate to say people are asking for this. I feel like this is just the state of affairs. Yeah, maybe like, this is. People get really mm. upset when anyone tries to change anything about their precious IP. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's just never. We're never going to live in a, a capitalist world where Disney decides to treat the audience better and make and like handle a movie in a better way that's more challenging and interesting to its audience like it's just not going to happen but that's it's sort of a two-way street because if people continue to go and support the movies or whatever it is they put out the tv shows etc then they don't really have an incentive to do anything different i mean i mean that's what this movie suffers from but that's, partially is because people online were like oh last jedi sucked and ryan johnson tried to do something different and fuck him and that was divisive and so they were like well let's get jj abrams back in here to to sort of give the people what they want and i think that it ends up letting everybody down ultimately i think two things are wrong there one is most of these Star Wars geeks hated the first J.J. Abrams movie. So saying let's get J.J. Abrams back in here to make give people what they want doesn't okay. make any sense. Okay. Second is I would say that Ryan Johnson did do a somewhat more interesting take on Star Wars following the first J.J. Abrams movie. But like in the grand scheme of things wasn't that interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was at least explore, like trying to begin to pry. Yeah, but that's still something. That's still it was still a Marvel movie, like that. Yeah. It, it's like I get that, but I, I'm saying, and, I and the fact that people rejected it doesn't surprise me. Sure. It's not like this was something important and people rejected it. It was like this was something maybe a little bit different mm-hmm. and people rejected it. There were some interesting pieces. Whereas I would argue in what is the name of the first J.J. Abrams one? Oh, uh, what was it? It's blind, something, The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. Yep. Uh, uh, Return. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yep. Oh, God. I'm, yep. What a stupid name. So I think the movies themselves are just sort of creating their own demise. By almost making themselves, at least these last three, have sort of rendered the whole the whole franchise less meaningful. It, it's not very special because they're so heavily relying on what has happened previously, what audiences seem to like about the original trilogy, and just rehashing that. We're stuck in the Skywalker thing. We can't fucking have anybody not be related to a character that was in one of the first three movies. Like, everybody that is a main character 
character is like you're fucking his sister and you're his daughter and you're, you're his fucking mom his sister. No, well not like that <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, that is just so disappointing. And and while, no, The Last Jedi is not a, some, like, amazing, perfect movie. It is super flawed. Some of the ideas that it was willing to explore and challenge the audience with were more, were at least a drop in the bucket of interesting. Whereas the fact that Ray, we find out that Ray is, oh, the granddaughter of Palpatine. Who the fuck cares? Like, why does she have to be like why does everything have to be explained in this extremely small world like they can literally explore a galaxy there's like tons of planets tons of creatures and like species and whatever why do these like three people have to be like everything the problem with star wars in general is that they always treat each planet like a city yeah like you see tatooine like i think they go to like mos eisley and mos espa those are like the two cities we see in all of tatooine if i recall correctly but so wait in this new one they go in general like in in all of like all of star wars as far as i can remember yeah um and people are always just like running into each other and stuff Mm -hmm. all the time which Mm -hmm. is insane yeah on a galactic scale yeah like i don't know they're not very imaginative i don't even think it's imaginative i don't think they allow themselves to be ballsy or take risks at all because they've gotten too precious with yeah it's like well this is too big of an animal too beloved by our fans so we have to stick within this small circle of familiarity so that we don't lose fans which is i think like what maybe ryan johnson risks by you know making luke skywalker at however old he's supposed to be what 60 something a character that has nuance that has some regrets that's made some mistakes because he's lived a fucking life these people aren't robots they're not aliens shut up my stomach is adjusting itself you know like like that that was one of the aspects i liked about the last jedi was that luke was this flawed character that had clearly gone through something and been been really affected by everything was struggling and like working through some stuff who can't relate to like having these like dark moments or like times when you're like, I don't know if what I did was right or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why can't he have those moments? Let's let's start from the beginning, because I feel like we could just get into the weeds with this. Yeah, this is going too far. Yeah, because I have and it's going to sound like all complaints. I will try to balance it out. I think you disliked this movie far more than I did, and that will show through the, the star ratings at the end. OK, so the beginning of this movie is a lot. Like, it's messy. Yeah, this was one of the worst introductions to a Star Wars movie ever because they held off on everything until this movie and then they threw you immediately into it. 
Uh-huh. Like within five minutes, Kylo Ren is meeting with Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Like it was just so weird. I'm like, is this a dream sequence? Like what is ha- it all felt so rushed. Yes, and like- it was extremely fa- like so. So, yes, it opens with Kylo finding the Sith Wayfinder. He's killing whoever. Um, And then he goes straight to Exegol, which didn't care about the fighting. And it was happening too fast. That scene, I will say him going into that like suspended like rock formation that also has a beam of light like flooding out of it visually i was very stimulated by a few different scenes of this movie exegol was dope i liked exegol yes i i did really really like it and so visually i was like oh that's that's dope like i am glad we're getting this but it did a really bad job of like settling me into star wars back into star wars at the beginning it took me about 20 minutes to be like okay we're in this world we see palpatine right at the beginning of the movie he looks great i think he's i mean i really think he's been taking care of himself you see like the little clones of snoke like characters like floating in that jar you just get the idea that you know palpatine's been behind it the whole time which i like palpatine but again it's like we're just we have to go back to these familiar characters so you're just kind of like okay well i get what palpatine's about he's like fucking ultimate power whatever his whole thing is and then we quickly go to what ray for like four seconds. Training. She's with training. Nobody cares. Uh, I think we're getting like too far into these into details. The weeds. Yeah. Okay. Like, let's just talk about high level plot points. Okay. The beginning was messy and I didn't like it. No, it was really bad. I, I kept thinking like, this is a really, like we're getting off to a really bad start here. Like they just throw everything at you right away. They insert like a lot of, what do you, what do you call it when they just insert like a key plot thing right at the beginning, that device that they'll use later on. They did a lot of oh, setup yeah, like, like a, that. I don't know if it's a MacGuffin, but I don't know. Just, yeah, there's a lot of that. Like Ray healing the snake so that she's like, and then she's like, hey, I transfer my my life force energy into yeah. the snake so that we know that's what Kylo Ren does later or yeah. whatever. Somehow. So, yeah. And he does it even though he's never like really learned Done how. Before. I don't, yeah. So also, much. Uh, so much of that. Even the little comment that Leia makes to Ray about like, never underestimate a droid. And then she like, for some reason has to say it again. Yeah. Like, I feel like so much of that is like lazy fan service mm-hmm. to make to make the audience feel like they're onto something or like smart for remembering that five minutes ago, Leia said the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. That kind of stuff made me feel like they're like insulting my intelligence. <sighs> Can I say that I didn't like that planet that they go to where it's clearly like pseudo African people in colorful outfits dancing because oh. <laughs> they were definitely doing like I just yeah. I that felt off to me. We'll just say I did not like that at all. And then, of course, fucking Lando is there. Yeah. Lando steps out to save them at the last minute. Yeah. He also just shows up later for no reason and then he's flying the millennium falcon 
And then Wedge shows up, which where was Wedge the whole time? Why did you just show up later? I don't know. Maybe it's in the books that I don't want to read. Don't care. Yeah. Lando, I, it's maybe a a testament to uh, What's-His-Face's charm, Billy D. Williams. Yep. He is so charming that, like, I knew that Lando kept being shoehorned in there for, like, oh, that's Lando. But, like, he did not need to be in there. But I was, like couldn't be mad because i like billy d williams i guess he's just charming i did not like that whole planet thing so yeah i don't know how far into the beginning all of that is her healing that stupid snake thing yeah everything just seemed like it happened at the same time yeah and like i found it really hard to believe that luke and um lando came searching for that dude found his ship and didn't think to look under the sinking sand to find him and then, like, went about their way. Mm. Like, because, like, they came to find that dude because he had the map, right? To yeah. Exegol. Yeah, they had sort of traced it. And they were it. like, oh, I guess he's not here. And then they just, like, I guess never pursued it any further yeah, or something. They weren't like, oh, maybe he's fell into this super obvious sinking yeah. sand with a cave underneath. Yeah, they're like, oh, he's disappeared. Like, oh, what's that sand over there? Yeah. I mean, it had a cave exit, right? Like you mm-hmm. could walk. They walked out of the exit of the like. They didn't. Yeah, that. They was didn't go weird. into the caves nearby to look for him. Look. Everything was just super handy and like really dumb and didn't make any logical sense at all. It was just. It just seemed like everyone. Everything was thrown in there last minute to yeah. like tie it up. Maybe the moment where I was most, where I started getting into it, was that scene in the desert where they're about to leave, but they're clearly being tailed by the Knights of Ren, and Chewie gets fake exploded. Yeah. So I will say that, like, that visual worked on me. What visual? Um, that whole scene where Ray sees Kylo Ren's speeder Tie fighter. ship thing, don't care, f- coming towards her, and she's like, turns her back to it. Like I loved that whole scene. It was like done was really so well, corny. and like yes, it was corny, but it totally worked on me. Like I shed a single tear. I was like way into it. I was like, this is beautifully choreographed. Hmm. So I loved it. But then right after that, Chewie blows up. <laughs> Five minutes later, we find out that he's not dead. Yeah. So we have this like brief reaction where you're like oh shit he just like literally like ray killed him her and kylo ren get into that little force struggle with the The transportation thing and she accidentally like blows up the ship kills chewie except not really that was another like similar thing to harry potter where voldemort and harry potter were super connected i thought we were talking about them getting in a force yeah but Okay, well, there's also a scene like that in Harry Potter, but it doesn't matter. In general, we sort of learn over the course of this movie more about how connected Kylo Ren and Rey are. Yeah, which which we start learning about right away. Yeah, I said we continue to learn. Yeah. But, because we learn more, like, but I found that to be the most compelling aspect of the movie, but it's still 
didn't totally work. Um, yeah, that whole I literally like put my hand over my mouth when she like blew up Chewie's transport or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god! Like she just killed him. Mm-hmm. And like I was like, oh man, that's such a weird way to go out. But like I'm here for this. Like yeah, like this is interesting. Like yeah, like. There are actually stakes. And then, like, yeah, like you said, five minutes later, oh, he comes out of the other transport onto the okay, Star yeah. Destroyer. And it's just like, okay, yeah, this is that kind of movie. Like, that kind of movie, yeah. Just disappointing. And, it, yeah, his death would have happened so early in the movie where you're like, oh, wow, like, we're going to lose people. Like, this is different. Yeah, and, like, something's going on with ray you know like yeah but everything was just so rushed and underdeveloped it just it didn't really matter (laughs) we're so sad about this i mean i'm not like sad i'm like it was just like a nail in the coffin and i don't Mm. dislike i feel like i don't dislike these episodes Mm -hmm. in the same way that like so-called fanboys dislike it you know like i don't care about the whatever mary sue type stuff i don't like i'm glad that ray is the main character like Mm -hmm. it's just that i don't really care about star wars anymore i guess like i'm just ready for it to be dead like i don't want to see the the star wars universe anymore no it's (laughs) not unless just like i don't like, no, yeah. we don't live in a world where a, an interesting Star Wars universe can be made. Not currently, no. Right. It's just another Marvel property. Maybe with, like, the the books or something, like, maybe some of that stuff is still mm-hmm. in, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, I'm not really, I don't think I'm going to read them, so. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully somebody else will come up with, like, an interesting, like, sci-fi fantasy world that we can all fall in love with. I think, I feel like we're about due for I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, like, unless uh, it's, like, like a, a lesser, uh, unless it's, like, some indie oh. film studio or something. You know what I mean? It can't, uh, it ain't going to come out of Disney. It ain't well, going to come out of, like. nothing good is going to come out of Disney. Uh fox or whatever well, that's owned by disney oh it, oh are they also disney now too yeah god uh yeah what a nightmare um yeah yeah we're gonna I, have go ahead we're gonna have i can't imagine seeing it come out of a big studio anymore it's just mm. this seems like the kind of hollywood dead zone that they're getting into in the 70s or late 60s or whatever when easy rider came out yeah late 60s yeah yeah like i don't think we can continue on this way and something's gonna give you know big budget studio movies are just like a nightmare now this is like a nightmare (laughs) hellhole and not not that they i guess not that there was some beautiful era where big budget studio movies were like all good Mm -hmm. um I don't know. It just seems like we're at an impasse here. And I feel like Star Wars uh, uh, is just another nail in that coffin. Mm, yeah. It certainly feels connected. You I, definitely have a more negative outlook 
on it than I do because I love film and find plenty of like interesting things coming out every year um, to be excited about. Sure. And I I think there is like a time and a place for a popcorn movie such as a whatever Star Wars or Avengers or whatever um, that certain that's brand of popcorn movie but yeah it's definitely feeling a bit overwhelming it's feeling a bit like they are so big that everything else is sort of quashed everything else has to be so small Mm -hmm. otherwise it won't get like they're not other ideas aren't getting funded in a big way right and so the only things that are getting this big funding are IP projects. And that is a bit mind-numbing. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, everything that Disney's coming out with is some IP grab, like Mulan. But they've always been right, that way. Right, right. But then now they own everything. everything. At the end of Star Wars, I kind of just rolled my eyes and I was <laughs> like, well, it really deserved all the Rotten Tomatoes ratings it got. And I was like, it was okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad I saw it. Yeah. But then the more I stewed on it, like, and I, like, I was, like, at home afterwards and I was just like, I don't really want to see any movies anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's. <laughs> which is crazy. I mean, I saw one of my favorite movies in a long time this year, which yeah. is Parasite. I really liked, um. The lighthouse. Mm-hmm. I like. I, it's. It was. It was an extreme reaction, right? Like I'm yeah. not totally serious. Um, she got the. She gets the dagger, or whatever. <laughs> they back in. They wipe C-3PO's brain at, in this really lackluster, <laughs> like emotional scene oh. where he's like, "I was saying goodbye to my friend." Yeah. And then Which, he gets his memory back right yeah, away. Stop! Like that's. What is this? Are we at like the third example of this happening in the movie so far? But it doesn't even matter. Like they're so shitty to see 3 po Yeah, they are. That like why? Like I don't believe that any of them are upset to Mm-mm. like that he's losing his memory. No, not really. No. And well, I feel like Poe and Finn don't even have a reaction when they realize that his memory is back. Like, yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Like they're they're. None of these characters have any Ugh. anything. They're not no. dynamic at all. No. And that's I feel like that's most evident in Finn because Finn has nowhere to go in any of these mm. movies. Like Finn has no character direction at no. all. None. Throughout all three movies. None. He they don't develop any of the characters very much. It's something to say yeah. that you don't know what to do with your own character. Him you... and Poe. Right. They were both bad in this film. No, but character... Character. But Poe... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Poe was... You could at least tell he was given some sort of character direction, right? Like he was supposed to be a hot shot who found out that he's not the coolest and then had because to take on a Johnson. bunch of responsibility. Yeah, but... I, I, no... I'm just saying that Finn mm-hmm. wasn't even given that. Mm. Like there was Finn had nothing. No. Finn was just like a lackey. 
that ended up yeah. being a main character, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. they give him this thing at the end where he's like, oh, he can kind of feel stuff with the force now God, or whatever, yeah. you know? I'm like, sure they'll fuck that up. What do you mean? They're done. They should be done with these characters. I d- they're not ever going to be done with any of Like, I feel like it's just going to ring itself into like oblivion no i didn't say they're done with star wars but i'm pretty sure they're done with these characters right highly doubt that but sure i was thinking about that i was like is this the last time we're going to see any of these characters this is supposed to be the end of skywalker i get that okay well hopefully it is i just have this weird feeling that they just can't they can't ever just let go because they don't have I don't know. They just don't have the balls to have something be its own thing, have its own voice. Yeah. It's well, like we're I don't a know. slave to, you know, a new hope. It's making them money. I don't know. They'll yeah. do whatever it, it is. Whatever it takes as long as they're making money. Yeah. Um what happens after what where are we? They get the coordinates, right? Oh my god. They go to Endor. Is that the water planet? What's Endor? It's not a water planet. It's a forest planet that has water on it. But that's the one with the weird, like the crazy waves. Yeah. Okay. And that's where they meet. I already what forgot her, her name Gianna? because she was kind of like whatever. God, yeah. She was not even important either. I was like, oh, there's going to be a black woman character. Amazing. That never happens. And then, no. She Apparently, was- she's supposed to be. Mm hmm fucking yep. lando's daughter yeah i every oh just don't even have like, her in the why? fucking movie that why exactly why why do we have to be tethered like fucking us why okay, do we have i to don't even t- want to hear that <laughs> why no you we- mean <laughs> <laughs> why do we have to be so tethered because Lupita Nyong'o is in this movie. That's low-key the truth. As one of the least interesting characters. Oh yeah. Yeah. You. you ugh. Too much to get into. Too much to get into, honestly. Um, but yes. Why? Why would they even try to make that? Con- why do? Why does everyone have to be connected? Like, is there like a reasonable explanation or it's just because you guys. It's just like- part of the IP thing, right? Like, I don't know. But it feels like a giant circle jerk at this point. It's really weird. We're on the same page. Moving on. So, Jana, there was some cool, again, visually was stimulated at several different points in this movie, which which I think I appreciated the most it was probably the visuals because the story wasn't wasn't on par, wasn't there. But I liked those giant waves. They really felt super physical and scary. And that lightsaber battle between Kylo and Rey was fun to watch. Vaguely. I thought it was a cool scene. Yeah, I like the part where he she just stabs Kylo Ren. And he's just like, well, I'm done. Like, you could see mm. on his face, he's just like... Pfft. He was gone. Like, he's just yeah. like... No, not like he's gone. He's just like upset he's just like i'm dying yeah like that was just what i was saying what that the whole thing where the dagger had the outline of the wreckage of oh my god 
The old Death Star? The old Death Star. Jesus Christ. You would have to be at the perfect angle. It, yes. You'd have to land at the exact, the, the right spot. That they were the in. perfect angle. Uh-huh. It's, <laughs> she, it was all very tidy. Yeah, everything just was a nightmare. Um. Uh, yeah, I did like them fighting. I liked her stabbing him. That was yeah, unexpected. With his own sword. But then she heals him. Uh, yeah. Which is whatever. Yeah, sure. Because he becomes good. Yes, he is he gets to be redeemed, which I think the audience wants. Right. For him. I didn't know Harrison Ford was gonna be in this no, movie. That was but interesting. It makes sense. Yeah, I guess. I wonder how much talking him into it that took. Yeah. Because he's like over it. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that they would try to get him in it. Him and Luke did not need to be in this movie, but whatever. No. That just reminds me of Luke's entrance when... Jesus. Yeah. When was that? It's when... This movie's so It's when Ray flies to that one planet where Luke was hiding out to have her tantrum and say that she's going to hide out there. And then And she- when is that? When does that happen? Does this happen before the Man, water? I don't even remember. I don't. She throws this saber into the fire, and like Luke's stupid ghost hand <laughs> comes out of the fire and catches it. That was so oh dumb. Yeah. Oh my god. And. <laughs> oh. <sighs> when does that happen? I need to know if it definitely happens. Yes, it happens after. The, like right after this right yeah right after kylo ren is redeemed she is like oh i'm over it and then luke is like no i was wrong in the last jedi wait it happens right at like she stabs him heals him and then goes to hide out on that planet yeah i mean there's a few shots of like uh finn yelling after ray he does that a lot in this movie and it bothered me that's all he does throughout <sighs> all God, of them because they don't have anything for him <laughs> they don't they're not interested do. in developing him as a real person no it's it's really they're just letting every everybody down anyway yes it, according to wikipedia that happens she like leaves remember she doesn't tell them where she's going and she goes to that planet where Luke was hiding out and they have the whole thing and he's so just she like, gets upset because she stabbed him is that why yeah I think it's because she senses right then that Leia dies and so she's like oh I just killed him I was so angry she's she's still having these conflicting thoughts about what is my origin what am I bad I saw myself on the the Sith throne so i think she's like i'm giving up i'm not doing this because i don't want to end up on the sith throne so she's like i just won't even go anywhere near it i'm gonna give it up that's why she goes there this was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back (laughs) (laughs) yeah that scene takes about five minutes we find out leia has a lightsaber Mm -hmm. we're like oh of course that well, no, I mean, like, I actually liked that. I, yeah, I'm you glad. Did. I, I wish they hadn't waited this long to explore that. Mm. But, but that was also kind of interesting. It was kind of cute to see their little training scene or mm-hmm. whatever in the past. Mm-hmm. 
Um, God, we're already at the end of the movie. It was so uneventful that it just all happened really quick. Like, well, yeah. I mean, it feels like so much of it is setting you up for this person can do this thing. This right. thing does this thing. We didn't plot, talk plot, about plot. Babu Frick, though. I loved it. I thought we did. We didn't talk about no Babu Frick. Oh, my God. He's the best character besides Palpatine in this movie. No, he's the best character in the okay, movie. Okay, he's the best character in Babu the movie. Frick was the best part of this movie. Yes. I loved him. We did talk about them going to him. Yes, but we didn't we talk did. about we him specifically. I was, like, psyched when he showed up in the cockpit of that um, fighter or whatever. Oh, Poe's bow, ex-bow. Was he in there? Is that where he was? Yeah, with that, with Carrie, what's her face? What's the actress's name? I don't remember. Don't care. Um, Russell. Carrie Carrie Russell. Russell. Yeah, why even have her? Zori Bliss. So many characters in this. I I loved her suit, though. That was pretty cool. that's fine. The helmet was cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, they tried to give, you know, Poe that little backstory. Right, but why did they wait till the last Mm -hmm. episode to try to give them any story? Mm -hmm. Because they didn't think about it. Yeah, it was bad. And it was just convenient for the plot. Oh, they have this history. Oh, she has one of those, whatever that thing was that got her onto any um empire ship or what i don't even know the lingo okay but she had that little disc oh it was somebody's like yeah i can't remember it was like imperial something well duh okay well that's barely that's about the extent of the knowledge that i have well no rebel coin was it no but like i don't know It was some kind of, like, officer's thing. Okay. Oh, we haven't even, like... I just want to say two words about Domino Gleason being the spy. Like, of I whispered he to was you... The spy. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Domino. Because yeah. he hates Kylo. Like, they had set that up. And so I was like, I'm pretty sure he's the spy. But I was like, I, I think they want you to think... Wonder if it's him or Richard E. Grant. Yeah, they do. Um... Where I was a bit confused, but then I was like, I thought about it, and I was like, oh, no, he hates Kylo, and Richard E. Grant is new in this yeah. series, and I feel like they're going to do something else with him. So, yeah, saw that he's coming. He's dead. Now he's dead. Yeah, I'm just saying. I figured he would. Oh, I got you. I got you. Whatever. It yeah. doesn't matter. Um, Yeah, we skipped over that because it did matter. Yeah, it really didn't. It, I mean, like, he was ugh. like, I'm the spy, but I don't care if you lose. Yeah, and then he dies. Or five I just minutes need, after he's like, that. I just need Kylo to lose. Yeah. Who, okay, wow, great. How convenient for the plot. Yeah. Um, Where are we? Are we on Exegol yet? Yeah, we can go ahead and be on Exegol because okay. she goes there, right? And yeah. She, you know, Kylo's following. Or Ben, I guess I should call him mm-hmm. now, is following closely, sort of behind. Mm-hmm. His outfit reminded me of somebody, and it was funny. I liked it. It looked like something Kanye would wear, but it just, like, fit him better because he's, like, a hulking giant. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was into it as well. But I was also, I think at this point i was like yay he's like going to help ray like i was like very on board with his like turn into ben skywalker 
Ben Solo. Ben Solo, my bad. Yeah, please. Ben Solo Skywalker hyphenated? Uh, uh, they didn't seem progressive enough to do that, Damn. I guess. Um, yeah, I liked the part where she passes the saber to him through the their little connection thing. Mm. Yes. Okay. Touching on that. So the their connection was probably one of my favorite parts of this movie. Mm-hmm. Emotional parts. That was yeah. basically the only place where I was able to connect at all with anything in the plot. All the times where they showed them, you know, interacting telepathically or whatever through the force, they were pretty cool visuals with that in yeah. this episode. Because there's like when they're... I don't know where they are, but when they're like fighting and they're smashing things and then the thing falls into the place where the other one is. Yeah. Like it's the, the helm. Like, it's the Vader helmet, the Vader helmet and those red berries. They, they bust something with red berries and they fall into, into where Kylo is. Oh, cause she's in that one city where that red girl is pose X. GF or whatever. Okay. Um, that those visuals were cool. I was like, man, this is like a really cool way to like demonstrate how their worlds are sort of able to mix, but still not be the same. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, when that when she hands him Leia's, does it matter? Like, I, I don't know if it was Leia's. Yeah, we don't know because they're the same color, right? Yeah, they're both blue. Yeah. So when she hands him one of the lightsabers like through their little force connection that was really cool and i know palpatine is like like we've seen what he can do we've kind of gotten his whole vibe his whole shtick before i still just love him i don't know why i've just i just love palpatine like a lot (laughs) he's one of my favorite characters i thought he was great in this one he's going over the same exact things like he has his whole like speech about trying to convince her like this is good for you and like you'll take over everything and like the fleet will be yours you can do whatever you want when you have this power and like like uh he was pretty much just like i'll be you but he was selling it to her to her in a sort of jordan belforty way where he was like no this is good for you like all your friends are dying you can be rid of me, but all of my power, like the power of the Sith, including me, will go into you and you can do whatever and you'll be in charge, even though that's not what was happening. I just liked it. I don't know. I don't know why I like Palpatine. He's like that pure evil trope that I don't usually like, but I really like him. Um, but I will say the scene, this final scene with him was a bit... it sort of reminded me of that newest Ghostbusters. Remember we saw that in theaters and we were like, the ending was really bad. I don't remember the ending at all. Well, the ending was sort of the same as all Marvel movies where it's like a big CGI, like the end of the world or whatever, Uh, like whatever big thing is happening that's completely CGI and has no stakes whatsoever. It kind of reminded me of that. Why? Because it was like, oh, he's like, it's all CGI. He's like sucking the life out of them and whatever. And then, you know, we go through this thing where Kylo Ren gets 
thrown off of the edge and and um what's her face ray you know conjures the the force the the jedi and it like gets up and then fights him back and all of that being cgi and like her pushing back into him and killing palpatine that way was kind of like less interesting for me oh okay he's not a very interesting foe to fight He's interesting as that sort of demon on your shoulder, which is like why I liked him so much in um, the prequels, because the prequels are like the originals. No, the prequels. I barely remember the originals. The prequels are strong in my mind and I don't hate them. Like, I know I'm supposed to, but I don't like I'm not like some big advocate for them. I just don't remember them like poorly. No, 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 yeah. no. One of the best line deliveries ever. But also just like how he was able to manipulate Anakin. I just like Palpatine. Anyway, he's good as that demon on your shoulder guy, but he's not that interesting to like fight because it's just like, oh, lightning comes out of my fingers. It's just not that exciting. He also has a lightsaber. He just didn't use it. Oh, well, I don't remember. Does remember because he... he fights Yoda at oh some point? Oh, my God, he does. Well, the, uh, another reason why I fucking like the prequels. Why? Because he fights Yoda. I mean, that's that Stupid. sounds great. That sounds interesting. No. no, I really liked those movies, I think. I need to rewatch them. I think I block out all of the bad stuff and only... Remember the things that I like Like Jar Jar Binks Jar Jar, fine, whatever He ages fine, he made sense For that time He ages exactly as he should Hot take He did not age well He doesn't, but he ages exactly as He should, I mean, it was a bad idea But it makes sense No, but this is the thing, right? The original trilogy (laughs) ages well It does the prequels do not age well. No. Well, false. I like the prequels. <laughs> no, no. I don't hate the prequels. There's like no, a lot of no. actors that I like in them. No. I really like them. I like the kid Anakin that turned out to be a sad adult in real life. I like Hayden Christensen. I love Natalie Portman. I'm sorry. They're bad. I love Yoda. They're horrible movies. All of them. I that's fine. They can be bad movies, and I can still have had fun with them, and I remember them fondly. The weirdest thing is, Phantom Menace is the lowest rated on Rotten Tomatoes, I believe. Which one is that? The first one, which I would which argue that the Anakin. second one was even worse. Yeah, that is movie that, was horrible. Which one was that? It's the Attack. love one. It's the one where they're right. Isn't that the one where they're courting each other? I thought that was the third one. No. No. Third one is where they're married. Yeah. Gonna have a baby. She's about to die. And Palpatine's like, well, if you join the Sith, you can bring her back to life. And then that wasn't able to happen. But then now it is able to happen that you can bring people back to life. No, it wasn't not able to happen. He just wasn't gonna do it. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Why would Palpatine do that? Dark. (laughs) He is dark. He's dork. He is dork. Yeah. I fucking love Palpatine. Anyway, um, it's fine. Also, he reminds me of Ovaltine. Um, so. Okay. <laughs> I also like that. Anyways, yeah, all the, uh, God, that be with me stuff 
and mm-hmm. all the what do you mean uh i didn't mind it it was cheesy and then they had all the people talking i heard qui-gon i heard samuel jackson or sorry mace windu i heard yoda mm-hmm. i heard anakin mm-hmm. i don't know who else is in there i only heard yoda and leia and and leia luke, and luke so that was i not a true star wars fan um whatever like that was just like i feel like they threw that in there so that they could do that of course um and then you had all the people coming to fight mm-hmm. which was fun except oh at the very end they didn't really do a whole lot of cameos for like if you're gonna do it yeah do it but like, they really did it right all yeah. i remember was uh wedge antilles and I was like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah, you you were like that. But Wedge was the best, dude. He was, was like, like leader Anakin? of Rogue Squadron. Come on, get with it. I don't, I don't know names. I don't know faces. He was an excellent X-wing pilot. He's like okay. the proto Poe, right? Aw, that's um, cute. He was like one of the only other dudes that survived the Death Star Trench run in the I first. I don't know what that in is. episode four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Only because he had to leave because his um, ship got damaged. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I was thinking about that too, though. Yeah. The trench run was kind of like a drawn out sort of complicated scene, right? Which one? What, what's a trench run? And episode are you four. talking about in? Oh, not in this episode four. Okay. The end when they have to take the x-wings into the death star trench to yeah. shoot the proton torpedoes the down thing they the do exhaust in almost port. every movie yes no they did that only in the fourth movie but i feel like they do something similar in like all of the the these new three there's some like oh we have to get this new death star and we're flying around and shooting shit but maybe not I won't. Like that I won't disagree that there's a new Death Star in, okay. it, in almost all of them, but I'm just saying that the trench run was like a specific. Okay. So it was like co- a little bit, I mean, not complicated, but like they planned it out. They're like, yeah. we have the Death Star map. This is the way we're gonna go. Mm-hmm. It's like really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Like pretty much everybody but Luke and Wedge die. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's kind of a long drawn out scene, and then at the end it's like, dun, 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 dun. Mm. you know, like that yeah. it gets all intense, and then um he shoots the proton torpedoes, and then the music mm-hmm. like comes to its climax, and mm. then they go down, and then mm-hmm. like it's like really it's just a really good scene, and I feel sure. like uh, I feel like all of the like star fighting whatever mm-hmm. you call it dog fighting scenes in. And these movies are just all like really intense, dumb CGI, and there's not really a lot of rhyme or reason, and it doesn't seem like there's any. I don't know. It just hmm. seems like everything's rushed. Nobody has time to do anything that is drawn out. Like sure. everything that you just have to be bombarded by sensory information the yeah. entire movie. Like, so it feels like something's happening. Right. They can't just like let it play out mm. like there are literally like 400 different things happening in that last scene you have the whole mm. kylo and ray um 
and Finn Palpatine. and Jana. Yeah, doing, doing the whatever. satellite that thing. Was you so have the dog fucking, fights. Uh, it just like, like maybe they could just do one thing. Yeah, right? that feels meaningful. Yeah, like all the stuff they were doing. Like yeah, Finn and Jana feels meaningless. Uh, Poe and the Sky Fighters or whatever they're called. It's just kind of like, oh, they're shooting things and like right. they're they're dying, but like <laughs> hopefully somebody comes, like, and you know that somebody's coming, right? And so yeah, it, it feels lower stakes, and it it clearly feels like you have nothing to do with all of these other major characters. Like the only thing that really matters is what Ray and Kylo are doing with Palpatine, but you have to like begrudgingly show some they have to be these other characters have to be doing something right it's not interesting no it's not it's so uh whatever obligatory yeah but whatever. and that's a big weakness i feel like of these yeah. movies is they're doing like a hundred things i mean in all of them right mm-hmm. like everyone there's like 10 different subplots going on at the same time which all end up like coming together to save everything. Like it's just like can't you, you know what I mean? Like, like if what? if one no. if one part of any one of these sub things went wrong, like yeah. everything would be screwed up. Sure, yeah. Like if they hadn't realized that uh Ray was leading them to Exagon. Exegol. No, no, that's not what I'm Exxon talking about. I'm Mobile. talking about the three main threads that are happening at the end of the movie. Oh, just at the end. I'm I, I'm talking about in a I'm using that as an example. Okay. Of a broader like <laughs> device that okay. these movies use. But like all of them are doing like a specific thing that mm-hmm. culminates in like the world being saved mm-hmm. all at the same time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. I don't know. It's just too much. <laughs> I mean, and it's not like in real life that's not in real life you know you have a lot of people working towards the same goal right and in different but it's not like i don't know it's just it felt obligatory right yeah i i i totally feel that there was something anticlimactic about it as much as i liked palpatine i'm not even talking about anticlimactic i'm just saying like i I can't well no it was anticlimactic but that's not what i'm talking (laughs) about I'm saying that they could do with focusing, like just taking it easy and focusing mm. in on one thing every once in a while. Yeah, like maybe they could have eliminated some of the random shit that we got into in the beginning of the movie and and use that extra time for sort of going slower at the end, focusing on something. Going slower sure the entire time. Yeah. Like that's the yeah. whole problem with the movie. And that's why... Ryan Johnson's could have been more effective in that way where it it was really slow. Like the whole main plot was like a slow burn thing where Uh they're just running away. Right. Yeah. The entire time. Yeah. But then they threw in all that extra shit where and that's why this is a problem. They threw all that extra shit where like Finn and Rose go to that other planet for no reason. Yeah. And like Ray is off doing something. Right. I don't remember what she's doing. But yeah, she's looking for Luke. Oh, part of it. that's right. That's yeah. right. She's like, we need your help. 
Like, honestly, that could have been better if it was just them running away. Yeah. Well, (laughs) they don't know what to do with Finn. Yeah. They don't know what to do with any of the characters. Any of the other characters. And so they just overload the plot. Yeah. They don't take the time to, like, okay, so we're going to focus on these, whatever, four characters. Develop them. Right. Take the time over the three two and a half hour long movies that you have develop them i don't know it's it is a bummer because i feel like finn is such a wasted character completely they just he doesn't even need to be in the movies he just flails around and follows ray the whole time like a puppy dog yeah i yeah i had a problem with that i had a problem with a lot (laughs) but yeah i we're pretty much at the end. I don't even like that final scene. Which which one? The Ray Skywalker scene. I, oh my god, that, that was like that ruined everything almost. Yeah. Like not Jesus. everything. Everything was already ruined, but it just like was uh, like cherry on top yep, of the it ruin. Was, it was like him just JJ Abrams just putting his stamp of like, yeah, this is what this was about. And Why couldn't she just be like, I'm just Ray? Yeah. That would have been, or even Ray Palpatine, perfect. or whatever. If just she like, had, yes, either said just Ray or Ray Palpatine, yeah, like re sort of constituted the Palpatine name. That would have been amazing. The movie. I don't think I can talk about this movie no, any longer. I'm done. <laughs> I have I have run out of what little steam I had. Uh, with that said, what what uh, star rating did you give it? Because, I, okay. Well, look, you didn't really. After uh, pissing on this for like an hour and a half, I gave this movie three and a half out of five stars on Letterboxd. And it is because the movie completely disappoints me, but there were interesting visuals that I liked. And despite everything, I liked the characters even though I wish there was more being done with all of them. Really? I can't say I like any of the characters. Maybe maybe Ray and mm-hmm. and and Ren. And that's because they did the most with them. But there's something about it. I think Actually maybe just Ren. I didn't really like Ray was okay. She, she was fine. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm not sure why I had I think I just I want more for Star Wars. I don't care anymore. But this is, yeah, I mean, it really, it really let me down. Um, and so I guess I'm praising it for the visuals. I, I was pretty caught up in the visuals when, during the movie. And that is what I appreciated. But the actual plot, the actual character development was really disappointing. And it really made me lose faith in the whole franchise. And I don't, it is now relegated to something that is not, not special, not different, not interesting. It is just we're making money you like this we're gonna do the basic shit to get your seat to keep your butts in theater seats and that's it we're not gonna challenge you that's fine so star wars is another popcorn movie i'm not sure i can get excited about them ever again but i gave it three and a half stars yeah that's three and a half stars ladies and gentlemen that horrible review Garnered three and a half stars. I did. I'm sorry. I gave it two and a half stars. Okay. Like no qualms. It was between two and two and a half, which is still like high for how much I complained about this mm-hmm. movie. I 
two and a half is my average. Mm. I did have like I did have fun watching it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I never want to see it again. No, but like I wasn't bored, and I guess that's because they were just overloading my brain with stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the small things like enjoying seeing Kylo finally do a good thing mm-hmm. were, I guess, worth it. I don't know. Um, two and a half stars for me. Mm-hmm. May have to bump it down to two. I don't know. Yeah, I may have to adjust mine to three, but I don't know. I, I feel good about my three and a half. All right. Well, that was Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skull, Skull, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, rest in peace. Let's hope it's over Stays forever. Dead. Do you have any cool things you've been doing that you'd like to recommend? Oh, my God. So I'm the one that didn't think about this this week. Well, while you think, I started reading this book called, what the hell is it called? Against Creativity. Mm. I don't know how to say this guy's name. Oli Mould. He's a British guy professor, I believe. Uh Uh-huh. And it's good so far. It's about... I mean, I can't say all of what it's about because mm-hmm. I haven't read it all, but he's talking about this kind of idea of creativity as it's been fostered under capitalism, which is that it's creativity is kind of anything that serves capitalism, mm-hmm. like you self-exploiting um, or, you know, doing um, work at home and working all the time mm. to like further capital or whatever. Yeah. Ultimately. And the, how that is like being quote unquote creative mm-hmm. or like uh, how all he, he talks about the NHS in Britain and how, um, which is the national healthcare service mm-hmm. and how at, at some point, like um, at some point they started to kind of, um, cut back on how involved like certain care workers could be and stuff like that and started Hmm. i mean this is the global story right like and treating everything kind of in a mechanized way the more um the more people you can pass through like a a hospital in an hour the better or you know like just or like yeah just all this cost cutting stuff and uh-huh. and being quote unquote creative oh. about how you um do like healthcare services yeah. and okay. stuff like that and That's so called call- being creative yeah i wow. mean like well he talks about the reality of it yeah. the idea is that like well we'll have to be more creative about how we do this so that we can s- save money or you know like or do but but what is actually happening is you're getting worse mm. care and people are getting paid less and having to work a lot more overtime. Like mm-hmm. the veneer is like creativity and, and ah, like and being yes. like a a being like a superhuman, you know, that can <sighs> do so much work. Yeah. Um which is all bullshit. Yeah. And he, so his whole thing is like, this creativity is bullshit. Mm-hmm. There's another creativity that we can foster. And let's do that. Mm. 
So it's good. I recommend it. Okay. Um, yeah. What about you? Um. Wait. Say the name of the book again and the author. Against Creativity by Oli Mould. Okay. Yeah, it has a cool cover, or at least the the edition that you got. Yeah. Um. So I would buy it based on that. Wow. Um. So my recommendation is. I joined Twitter and have been on Twitter trying to follow random things that aren't terrible, which is mostly just Robert Pattinson fan accounts, Um, which means that I was heavily anticipating the new trailer for Tenet, the upcoming Christopher Nolan film, and after... I watched that trailer on YouTube. It auto-played another new trailer for a movie that I am arguably equally excited about called The Woman in the Window, which is based on a thriller book written by somebody named A.J. Finn. And this book was super popular. It was all over like airports, Target, anywhere like popular pulpy books are sold maybe like one or two years ago uh i don't remember when it when it came out um very popular and the movie falls into the genre that i like to call white women being messy which is like i don't know how recent of a genre this is i haven't thought about it but I when I think of these type of movies, I think of Gone Girl. I think of Sharp Objects, the TV show. I think of The Girl on the Train, all of which are based on books, but were turned into either a movie or a TV series. Anyway, this is the same. It's a white woman in peril, unreliable narrator, thriller. Anyway. What I'm recommending is not the book because I haven't read it, but I'm going to read it over the holidays. What I'm recommending is there was a recent essay about the author, A.J. Finn, who is apparently a con artist. And it is super interesting. I don't remember what outlet it was written for. I don't remember the author, but I will link it in the show notes. And it was super fascinating like he sounds shady as fuck and i am all about that so it was a good read super interesting highly recommend it and you should read it in anticipation of what i hope to be the best movie of 2020 the woman in the window window. Mm -hmm. wait you really think it'll be the best movie i don't know i'm gonna enjoy it why does it look that good? It looks that good. It doesn't. Good. It looks exactly like the type of movie that I like to chillax about. Some people like to watch Marvel movies. My idea of a popcorn movie is white women in payroll. Ooh. Okay? Okay. Well, anyway. Look, I talked about Star Wars so much today that the cynicism level is at an all-time high. Yeah, I can tell. My brain might explode and... I need to go. So yeah. I hope you all enjoyed <laughs> us just ranting about oh. how horrible the Star Wars saga, well, the new Star Wars trilogy is. Mm-hmm. And 
have a happy holiday. Yeah. Um, go see Uncut Gems. Yeah, that'll be good. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Safety bros. Oh. Bye. Bye. Bye.